Holloway announcement has been paid for by Crackleheads Everywhere. Emerald City Comic Con weekend just got a whole lot nerdier with Cracklefest 10 on March 13th from the legendary Hard Rock Cafe in Seattle. Hosted by the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Come celebrate 10 years of Cracklefest and nerd rock while Kirby Crackle plays the entire E for Everyone album. Joined by special guests coming in all the way from Denver, H2 Awesome. And live looping and mermaid pop from singer-songwriter Emily McVicker. Advance tickets are $15 and $20 at the door. Show starts at 8.30 with doors opening at 8 p.m. For more information, visit KirbyCrackleMusic.com. You're down the street anyways for the con, so why not come down and lock with your nerd out? Crackle Fest 10. Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. And as we march forward toward Emerald City Comic Con 2020, I'm really, really excited because my adventures, thanks to listener Nick, uh, who kicked me in the butt and encouraged me to finally make my way down. I am at the uh, Retro Emporium here in Kent in the uh, in the back room. So we'll probably hear uh, some Vigia games going off and getting some of that um, awesome ambience. And I'm uh, I'm really excited because initially I was just going to talk to Greg about his cool panels and other stuff that's coming up. But we have uh, the boss lady of the Retro Emporium with us as well. So um, I'm going to stop rambling for a hot second. Why don't you both individually take a moment and introduce yourselves and then we'll talk about not just the uh, Retro Emporium here, but uh, also the upcoming uh, Nerd Party on Saturday, February 22nd, starting at 5. And then later on, we'll talk about uh, uh, Greg's work and the stuff coming up at Emerald City Comic Con. So yeah, when uh, in your own time, go ahead and introduce yourselves. Uh, well, I'm, I'm Greg Smith. Uh, uh, as uh, listener Nick is pushing both of us to, to yes. do this, uh, <laughs> like so many Ken dolls just smashing them together, he's yes. like, he's like, do the thing. You, 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 so you've been to his garage. Yes, yeah. I've seen his toys. Uh, um, so uh, uh, Nick and I have been friends be for a long time. Friends, <laughs> just be friends. Um, so uh, I, uh, I'm one of the co-creators of uh, Junior Brains of the Apocalypse, mm-hmm. and uh, also I am. Uh, the the I guess if my wife will will let me say one of the co-owners of the and with my wife Anne Anne and I'm Anne Smith owner and operator of the Retro Emporium. Very cool. So let's I I guess let's start 
very basic because um, intentionally, this is my first visit to the Retro Emporium, but I follow you guys on social medias and I see like everybody playing rock band and, you know, the uh, the Blitz 99 machine and all of the other cool things going on in here. But for somebody that has never experienced the Retro Emporium before, how uh, how would you describe it? And then maybe then let's kind of talk about the origin story a little bit of how this awesome place came to be. I describe it as taking your comic book store, arcade, video game store, toy and collectible store, mm-hmm. um, and sort of putting them all under one roof. Um, and that's basically a little bit of everything. And then it's a mix of vintage and the new retro product as well. So you kind of get mm-hmm. a little bit of both. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, retro is definitely, uh, as the kids might say, in. It's in vogue and chic and, and whatnot. Um, so what um, what kind of inspired the both of you to kind of go this direction as opposed to, say, like a, a traditional comic shop or a collectible shop? Kind of go the uh, full-on retro emporium route. You know, I don't know, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I guess, well, because I've been reselling for... 10 years I've had a shop on Etsy and then we started doing convention together about Mm -hmm. five years ago Mm -hmm. and I noticed within that realm like again you know a lot of these shows you only have the toy just strictly toy vendor just this or just that Um, and so I would kind of bring in everything else yeah so like the stuff related to the properties not just the action figures, but it was the books or the VHS tapes of the cartoons. The puzzles. Um, yes. Yeah, the puzzles. So sort of all the other random bits. Uh-huh. Um, and that's kind of where I finally carved out my niche, um, as well as the trading cards, because I have a pretty wide selection of vintage non-sports cards, mm-hmm. including Garbage Well Kids. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so it just sort of happened because I saw something, saw a need that was not being fulfilled mm-hmm. at those shows and, you know... Uh, in a Birkin. And just kind of like put it all together yeah. in, a, in a weird way. And then I think just having people ask if they could come over and shop the house <laughs> over and over again, it made. Yeah. It, it was like. Their house is- yeah. Our house is like. <laughs> okay. It's like, it's right. like going to Pee Wee's Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> yeah. 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 In a sense, like our basement is Pee Wee's Playhouse. And uh, our our house is kind of like walking into a, a child's, uh, not a child's bedroom, but like a, like a museum. <laughs> I understand. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, that's the that's kind of <laughs> goes with it when you're treading in in nostalgia. Yes, and you know stuff that we all enjoyed as children. There's you know that it's kind of part of the deal, unfortunately. Very true, <laughs> aesthetically at least. And and I think like what she Anne was getting asked by people to come and do pop up stores in their store constantly. Actually, that's how this came about. Yeah. With, uh, I was down, I was doing a pop-up down at Wayne. Um, Page Turner Books Page Turner for those books. uninitiated. Yes. And um, he just looked at me and was like, why don't you just open a shop? Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking, are you crazy? Like, open a brick and mortar in the world of online? Like, right. how is this? But literally, like, he just kind of kept at me. And I started thinking about it going, long. you know, <laughs> maybe... I'll think about it. And I don't know. About and a week went by. We started looking at the different spaces, yeah. and then happened upon this one. And all I saw was an orange wall and a green wall, and <laughs> I was like, "This is it. We're gonna do it." And it just everything. Yeah, it just kind of was. It, it was it's, meant to be. It's so weird because 
if if people look at us, they're like, you guys are like one, you guys are just two kids, and we're not, <laughs> but because we're just we look like two grown arrested development children and and secondly we we didn't think that it was gonna not i wouldn't say easy but it's like wait every step was like yeah it's got to be harder than this it's got to be harder than this like she kept looking at me like are you serious like they're gonna like they're gonna let us walk around this building and like take a look at it and uh, they're gonna like downtown seattle road to the elevator up to this guy's like (laughs) super duper yeah yeah I kept thinking the whole time it was a scam. Like, it was some crazy oh, yeah, yeah. scam. Yeah, totally. Like, like, I called the number and I got an room. answering machine. And I was like, okay, yeah, not going to happen. And then the it's gal shows Florida up. Number. like a Right. Yeah, it was. It was. And I was like, okay. And then she shows up in, like, yoga pants two days later. And I'm is this, are you, who are you actually? Right. And then finally I got the name of the guy and did my research because I, I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Know, it was legit. Interesting. That- that's a that's some top tier adulting right, for sure. Right. It, and that was the weirdest thing too is like I mean we we went from like that like okay this is like the big dream of yeah. like whatever and then all of a sudden it was like oh hey we're doing adult stuff like it went from like okay well this is an idea that you want to do to oh this is what you want for Christmas you want yeah, to open yeah. the store and that's basically like I took my my Christmas break and mm-hmm. we just loaded everything that she intended on being here uh, all her show ready material yeah. you can see my hands I talk with my hands a lot of people <laughs> every she loaded up all the show ready material yeah. in the van and we were so excited and we got it here and we oh <laughs> yeah so i mean you went we went and started to look for stuff and when, yeah, when we first opened, I can, I took my original pictures off of <laughs> Facebook and Instagram yeah. because I'm like, it was it was so bare. But I knew yeah. that I knew that because I didn't know what kind of inventory this would want, so I wasn't right gonna buy go you know into debt buying inventory. Yeah, yeah, because you don't want to like overload on stuff that's not gonna not move no. or mm-hmm. or just rot on the shelves mm-hmm. or you just make things too cramped yeah because i mean we've all been into like uh you know like those old comic shops or like old thrift shops Mm -hmm. or collectible stores or something like that where it's like you know everything's uh, got a layer of dust on Mm -hmm. it and everything's cramped you can't find anything um you know you you pick something up and say hey man how much oh that's not for sale and it's Okay. <laughs> I, and I grew up in comic shops, like yeah. digging through old bins and, and yeah. going in and out of uh, stacks that you felt like you could die at any minute or turn right. over a box and there was like three cats inside. <laughs> but I, and, and that was definitely what her vision. And right. she's been lucky enough to have some great mentors that have great shops and owners. They, good shops around the Northwest. Make sure. Yeah. Yeah. On point. That was something I really would. In addition to having a little bit of everything, the clean space that wouldn't mm-hmm. alienate women yeah. and female shoppers. Exactly. Because like in that, in that story I just told about mm-hmm. some of those old shops, it's like I, uh, I bring my wife in and she'll do like the, the polite cursory lap and then she'll be like, I'll be outside. Yeah. And then that's, that's when I know it's like, Oh, the shop isn't set up all that great, um, so it, it's it's awesome that um, um, that you guys have a have a keen eye of that um, because I mean that's that's the first thing I thought when I walked through the doors is that it's it's clean and more importantly it's approachable mm-hmm. and I and I think that's something that's necessary in this kind of space. 
Definitely. It, this is definitely a place where families can come and hang out. We have a lot of regulars that are like, you know, parents that bring their kids here on the weekend yeah. and that thank her for having them come and hang out. They always place this table that you're at right now. Yes. It's like a, a drawing table that people come and do their arting on. They play games. We, yeah. We've had a lot of families come back here and just play games, bring their lunch in, mm-hmm. hang out. And, you know, uh, and has done a, a great job in making it basic. Yeah. As opposed to just some <laughs> some retail. Right. It doesn't it it, it, it serves multiple Absolutely. And and the, the key word that you said there that I was thinking of is community. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it, it feels like a, a warm, inviting place to, you know, gather and create community, you know, in the in the truest sense of the word. Um one of the things well actually so um I forget if I asked, how long have you been open? We opened in January 5th of last year, just about a year and a month. Or- wow. Yeah. Congratulations. That's that's very, very nice. So the um, one of the things I, I wanted to talk about, and, and Greg, you and I were talking about this uh, before we started recording, was just kind of like the overall, um, you know, just, just the various um, – touches of uh homey warmth for lack of a better term like you know we're we're uh we're right next to the the mitsubishi tv with the with the nes running and i i tell you what i've got like the biggest uh nostalgia feels from it because it's like the old wood cabinet like you'd have in grandma's house and you got like the wood cabinets next to it and i i swear i had all of these uh, accoutrements in my in my grandma's house, and it's just like it just I don't know it just instantly feels like home. And and that's what we wanted to do. That's one of the things Anne wanted to make sure when when people came in, uh, they they walked in and they 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 were knocked back. Yeah, knocked back into their childhood, knocked mm-hmm. back into that like safe place where they could they they could they could come in come into the shop, and uh, then all of a sudden they would feel like oh hey you know what everything I just looked at the door. Mm-hmm. I'm back in that happy place, you know, 1990 something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, everything is kind of just a little bit brighter. Yeah. You know. Yeah. In, in that sense, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I can sit down, I can play Super Mario, I can, I can battle my friend on Street Street Fighter Two, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shoot some ducks on Duck Hunt. <laughs> I can, I can just battle it out on Tetris or whatever. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And that's all. And 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 we set that all up just free to play. You know, no, you, you just come in and just do that. And she wanted to make sure that was an option for anybody that comes mm-hmm. in. And, and that's getting, amazing. Getting these old that that old TV feel is like that hum. Yes. That, that, yeah. You know, it, <laughs> when I when I turned this thing on the first time, it was like it is so beautiful. Yeah. Right? And just hooking up systems to it. I uh-huh. love testing games on this machine on this TV because it looks so good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So. Well, and and you know. Uh, retroism for lack of a better term if that's not a word but uh but you know like in terms of like you know gaming mm-hmm. and you know toys and all that that it's definitely uh back on the rise but what i've found is like for example i don't know if my old nes even works anymore for wow. example so well, and it, and if it doesn't if you mm-hmm. if you plug it in and it doesn't mm-hmm. work out, you could always bring it down. I'll take mm-hmm. a look at it. I am not going to say I'm an expert at fixing <laughs> it, but we have enough folks that that come through here mm-hmm. that we can troubleshoot it for you, kind of figure it out. We, we just like got enough friends in the community yeah. that are willing to lend a hand to to make sure that somebody can get back up on gaming. If yeah, and, and make sure they can enjoy that kind of you know. So and we do orders and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody that that does TikTok could have seen me <laughs> do a do a N64 controller repair last week because. 
we got oh, an N64 controller that was, you know, had a joystick busted. And yeah. we're going to be playing some, you know, N64 games here in the upcoming future. And we nice. needed to have that controller. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, so pin resets and 64 controllers mm-hmm. and other things are all on the horizon for, for us to be shooting and throwing up. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, because like I even saw like on the on the shelves out there, you've got yeah. controllers, oh, yeah. you've got um, you've got hookups mm-hmm. for uh, to convert to contemporary TVs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I probably will have to grab on my way out. So <laughs> um, yeah, no. And that what the crazy thing is is uh, so we sell other media and stuff like that. Yeah. Dead media. Uh, we have some. We we have so many people coming in for VCRs because you can't. They stopped making VCRs like five yeah. years ago. And uh, so we still, we buy them, we test them, we clean them, uh, video rental. So, oh, okay. Uh, never, cool, let the, cool. never let the skills die. <laughs> uh, so, I understand. So uh, always cleaning, testing, and, uh, and going through tapes and stuff like that. And then, you know, get people that, that they've got that one tape with them and dad or whatever, and they want to watch that. Or yeah. that one movie that never made it from VHS to, to DVD or yeah. the streaming. Condor Man, what? Right? <laughs> I, there, there's, there's a few like that. Um, so so you get those things out there and yeah. people want to watch that and they need to they need that 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 dead media player. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a gentleman come in at Christmas and he uh, we sold him a laserdisc player and then uh, at Christmas his wife bought him a new flat screen TV and oh my gosh. she was so mad because the laserdisc player that he just bought with all the laserdisc movies yeah. did not connect to that TV. Oh my and gosh. he came in and he's like, "Hey guys, $19, we got you set." Yeah. And, Got them all fixed up for that with with the up converter, you know. Goes right to the HDMI, plugs all his RCA jacks in, boom, 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 and he's uh-huh. on his way. Same thing with your games. So yeah. I mean, you can go right into your new TV with all those things. I mean, how how great is that? That's uh, pretty cool. I we were playing N sixty four on the TV right behind you uh-huh. on, the, on the on the flat screen. Oh and yeah, and that that's. It. And, and that's a contemporary LG yeah. set. Yeah. You know? so, so just watching it, just playing it on there, just a little bit cleaner, a little bit softer. Yeah. Not a hundred percent, but I mean, at 1080p, too bad. Who would imagine? Yeah. That's 64, 1080 That's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. I, I never would have thought that something would survive like an up conversion like yeah. that. Yeah. It's like, you almost need like the old TV. Sometimes um, you just want to play penny racers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's awesome so um so with that because uh, i mean again we you know we're talking about the the uh retro emporium community here mm-hmm. what um stuff we might not have mentioned you know kind of like uh um you know because we talked about like you know up converting uh extinct formats and mm-hmm. things like that what other kind of cool stuff can uh can folks see in addition to all the like the figures and whatnot so so outside of that one of the one of the things that that ann didn't talk about but her her background in um i'd say the retail uh, trenches uh for many years oh, and, she, and wow. we always joked because i worked in video rental and video game stores yeah she worked in music oh my god we always say you know when we first got back yeah. when we first got together yeah you know that was the rough that I oh really remember. was it like sharks in the jets well, where know, we're well, like yeah kind of, well, not really but you know <laughs> You know, we we just talk about the different things. And stuff yeah, like that. and then you know, but that was also the, and then it was also like, oh, you know, but then we opened this place, and yeah. what do we have? We have video games on one side of the store, right. and record and music on the other oh, side of gosh. this wall right here. So uh, we have record CD and tapes because mm-hmm. you know what? There's again just the same with all the other forms of media. You don't get a lot of the uh, albums and other things like that 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 come across, right? Uh, and it's crazy to see the community of your vinyl. Mm-hmm. You have had record stores in the past that are from the local area that actually have come down 
and uh, and they're like what are you doing here, and yeah. now I don't have my. Record. So that's that's awesome to foster and bring mm-hmm. that bring that yeah that, that they had lost and brought it back a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, one of the things uh, growing up in the, uh, Kent had a rich community or a history of like you know Bubble Records, uh, yeah. electric, electric Closet and stuff like that, and I kind of feel like we've we've brought a little bit of that back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We got a, a little a little record area and a little a little electric closet back. So <laughs> nice, nice. So <laughs> kind of uh, uh, you know acknowledging the past and yeah. touching on it while while still being current and yeah. and looking towards the future. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. House in the old Ben Franklin building lot area. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So um, so that's. That's the uh, Retro Emporium here in Kent. And uh, before we start talking about uh, what's coming up uh, with you, Greg, at uh, Emerald City oh, yeah. Comic Con, and I know it's it's oh, like what? we've been talking all this time. It's like, wait a sec. We, st- we still got like Comic Con stuff to oh, talk my. about. But, uh, but coming up this weekend on Saturday, uh, February 22nd, starting at 5 p.m., it's Nerd Party! What? Exclamation point! Yes! <laughs> so, um, so uh, 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 quick aside, I, uh, you know, so I, I hadn't been into retro and porn before but also i had not been into page turner books so what i thought in my in my goofy lizard brain before i before i you know uh, set up for interview i was like you know i'll just pop in you know just just kind of like do a lap around and just kind of see what's what then i ran into wayne <laughs> Oh yeah! <laughs> Next thing I know, my phone's going off, dude. I'm here at the shop. <laughs> this is Greg. We go do our interview. I'm like, oh shoot, I'm I'm over here at Page Turner, and, and you can get lost in there for days. I think I did. There's um, so much. Cause yeah, I guess I just um, I just assumed that it was just like you know a regular regular bookstore and i walk in and i immediately see uh star wars power of the force 2 figures all over the place i'm like oh my gosh it's wow and i'm just like browsing around and yeah it's um i can understand where wayne was coming from when he was encouraging you guys to uh to open your own place because it's it's similar but also very very different i think it's a very good symbiotic relationship yeah because uh what what ann doesn't stock in the store here he stocks their books and in comics and magazine mm-hmm. video game title he doesn't carry it on there we carry it in those items in well, like the comic books and magazines yeah they tell people like i don't do okay like, you'll find him they'll find them down the way but like I'm the one that I do the comic books that are like based on the '80s movie shows, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. That way we both kind of get ha- get our shimmers. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really really cool. Cause yeah, it just it, again, it seems like there's there's uh, the right amount of overlap, but mm-hmm. then there's like enough differences where you can point each other the right direction mm-hmm. and enjoy that that symbiosis, like uh, like we were just uh, uh, talking about a moment ago. So let's talk about uh, what's coming up on Saturday for Nerd Party. What uh, um, what uh, what can folks expect when they come down to downtown Kent and enjoy Nerd Party at uh, at Retro Emporium? Ooh. He's doing finger guns and he can't right, see it, but right. I can see it and I I approve because it's awesome. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew. <laughs> well, um, I think the best thing is that we're gonna have a, a gal here, Girl Scout cookies. 
Oh, oh yeah. Right. Oh, right. we're oh that's right. We're back in cookie season, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. Oh yeah. man, and just in time for Comic Con yes, too. Girl Scout cookies, and we love the Girl Scouts and the And then we're party. going to have artist Ellen Whitwell, who goes by at Rain Pirate Queen. Mm-hmm. She'll be here. Okay. Uh, with a small assortment of um, prints to sell, but she's also going to do 10-minute sketches for 10 bucks. so that's kind of wow. fun. So original you, art? Yeah, original art. She yeah. That's in, cool. Uh, mostly watercolors, which is also working. Yeah. Um, and then for the back room, I think we decided on hooking up four-player cart yeah. on the, our big TV. Oh, man. Right. I'm swiftly running out of reasons <laughs> to not drop by. <laughs> I, we do loves the Mario Karts. <laughs> then I'll have other in-store special, various things that I'll be having on sale that I'll be releasing over social, social media the next few days. Uh-huh. <laughs> Got to have, you know, a build-up. Yes. Mm-hmm. You better pay attention, folks. It's going to get popping. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your enthusiasm. It's awesome. <laughs> Figure guns. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, Very cool. And then, what did you about the the after <gasps> party? What? What? Oh, the I mean, nerd breaking party news! All right. So once the party itself has wound down, we're gonna continue it on with rock band. Wow. Oh yes, we're gonna bring out the drum kit. We're gonna bring out some guitars, the guitar, the microphone, and we are gonna let you play. And sing some songs. Uh, nice. Hopefully, our neighbors above us, because there are living <laughs> domiciles upstairs, do not get up. <laughs> we'll just tell them to come down and join us. There it is. Oh. Have my have my silly DJ air horn. Yes. <laughs> I don't think that was the best use of that, but it's fine. Um, so yeah, so that's awesome. So uh, so from. 5 to 8 p.m., you've got uh, the uh, Nerd Party, which includes Retro Emporium, but also includes your neighbors and good friends uh, yeah. and yep. Page yep. Turner, right? And yep. I think he's going to have... He's uh, going to have members of the 501st down there, so yep. all you Star Wars, come on I, that's, out. Obviously, yeah, we got a Chewbacca behind you and a Darth Vader over there and Han Solo back in then the back. And he's got a nice selection of <laughs> artists and authors as well. He has a little bit more space down there, so mm-hmm. he's able to host more... Yep. More creator. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, so so come and check us all out. Have a good time. <laughs> That's really cool. So um, so before we move on to um, other stuff, we want to drop the socials and the internets. Where can folks connect with Retro Emporium on the internets? And where can we find you on the social medias? Ma- mainly Facebook and Instagram. And it's just Retro Emporium Kent. Very cool. Yeah, I'm saying that selfishly because I gotta follow y'all on Instagram. I follow you on the Facebooks, but may- maybe not on the Instagrams yet. So I gotta get on that. So you get all the specials and all the deals and all the cool exactly. things. Exactly. Yeah. Very so cool. Easy. I, I, I'll sit here. I'll sit there at my day job, which yeah. I can't get any phone service at. And yeah. then all of a sudden, I like walk into the parking lot across the street, and then I'm like, Oh my gosh, what did she do with the store? And where did she get that? And why is this with your um, awesome selection of stuff. Mm-hmm. What are you generally looking for? Like, oh. uh, like, are you guys like generally looking for stuff? Like, let's say, I, I don't know if somebody had like a garage full of old stuff and wanted to like bring it in. Do you have like a process or how's a, 
how how does that kind of work? Because like un- unfortunately, I I had my I've had um, experiences soured by watching like the Pawn Stars and stuff, and it's just like, hey, I've got this uh, this super valuable thing. Ugh, five bucks is the best I could do. I got to make money, you know. The best we can <laughs> do is ten dollars. So, exactly. <laughs> so so it, it's weird. There's kind of like the, this this weird like I don't know for lack of a better term like haggle subculture or something like that um i was just kind of curious how how you folks deal with with allocation Mm -hmm. and 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 uh really what uh what you might be looking for i kind of do because people ask it all the time and so i'll usually respond with you know depending on what needs are Mm -hmm. um i don't have a whole lot of storage space and i don't really want to go out and get a storage unit to house you know a lot of buys um at this point i kind of really micromanage the inventory to make sure i've got the right amount not too much not too little Um, (laughs) yes and greg has been known to go oh whoopsie i just found all this stuff and i'm like okay well i didn't right that's okay because then you know inevitably we need it anyway so I always tell people, you know, I always ask them what they have. Sometimes it's just a few items and mm-hmm. then, you know, we'll start the conversation. But in general, I don't, cause I don't advertise myself as a buy, sell, trade location. Right, right. Um, for that. Um, also, because a lot of the times it comes down to man hours, too. Like, if I, you know, for me to process a large collection. <laughs> right. That takes a lot of time. To make so, sure that yeah. she's got second (laughs) (laughs) right that being said though like we're always be after any of the retro games Mm -hmm. and good vinyl some of that's getting a lot harder Mm -hmm. i think your general process is usually take a photo dms on the media uh set up an appointment with you and making sure that there's two of us here so that you the backer very nice so if anyone's interested as opposed to me being up there with me being the one person up there and people coming in and yeah sure i'll get I'll file and she comes back and i'm like look at all the cool stuff that just came in and she looks at me where did you get that money from uh, uh, wallet that's yeah. not how it's supposed to work people it doesn't work that way that's not where money really comes that's from not, and because i'm never have any money so that's because i don't <laughs> Well, that's all right. That's uh, that's generally what uh, what happens to me at home too. It's like, um, uh, oh hey, I see you bought another transformer. Uh, <laughs> and be like, um, you're pretty. <laughs> um, I I already had it, <laughs> or you know, just just the usual things. But it comes down to like, where are you gonna put it? Uh, I got a good deal on it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, sometimes the uh, the the wanting to acquire is is greater than the um, a- actual sense behind acquiring, and and that's the reason why I ask is because it, it looks like the the collections and items that you have in the shop is very well curated. You know, it's like everything is is organized, and and again, it's it's displayed in a very approachable fashion which i i think is really really cool and kind of uh not as typical for for this type of space and so uh kudos to you that's that's really really cool yeah that's 100 percent man because generally people know me at conventions for the last service i do not set up the, sh- the <laughs> i do not set up the booths 
I just move the boxes. And the same in the store, I move these shelves and the video game systems. Or the, 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 when I say video game system, I mean these arcade machines. And if you come into the store, right. it's a Miss Pac-Man machine. It's a Blitz 99. That thing is really, really heavy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but, but what it comes down to is I do not touch the merchandise in the store because very particular about mm-hmm. how it looks because she wants it to, to look. Well, good. and I, I should admit. <laughs> tell everyone oh, that man. I have 15 years of like corporate retail experience yeah. before all this. So I had spent a long time learning how to curate and make things yeah. aesthetic. <laughs> I can't explain how to do it. I just, it's instinctual at this point. I gotcha. Um, and that's where like just buying th- kind of comes back to that. Sometimes I like to be able to put things out in groups together. So yeah. Finding one-offs <laughs> sometimes is a little difficult. If it's something really good, then I'll set it aside and wait till I have other things mm-hmm. that go with it. That's kind of one of the challenges. In what we yeah, do here. that's that's really cool. Well, again, congratulations. This is a this is a really cool place you built and build the community and all of that, all of that other yeah. cool stuff. Um, before we move on to um, uh, the upcoming emerald city stuff that greg you're going to be doing and a lot of uh junior braves and all that other cool stuff um anything else that we might not have mentioned with uh with regards to the retro emporium community uh sometimes uh as i as i was follow yeah. the follow the, so the different events pokemon yeah uh, we have a league that's every other week we do our rock band nights and we start doing uh, classic style Halo land parties nice. back here, Forza, <laughs> and some other classic uh, game uh, gameplay. So uh, that's kind of like building those communities up. Uh, for come on, oh, League. Pokemon Kids Club. Club. So oh. for kids 12 and under, yeah, just as a way to boost them to very little actual gameplay the character. And then uh, we uh, we had to put our Creators Club uh, that we were doing on on hiatus, and we've had requests to have put back into be putting yeah. uh, a new day and future back in place for those who want to come down to the to the store hang out in the back room and and write draw build legos do whatever it is get their creativity out if they can't do it at home or at yeah. a coffee shop or whatever this is that that other place that third pl- another excellent i love it Again, I can't sing the praises enough, and I am really kicking myself that it's taken me this long to make my way down. We were talking earlier about, you know, shadow producer Nick kind of like <laughs> shoving everybody together. But again, th- this place is magnificent. Very, very. Call the Mike Cyber Radio Voicemail Hotline 231 224 Mike. And for you youngins that don't know how the letters work on a phone, that's 231-224-6453. Get off my lawn. Missed last week's episode? Have trouble remembering that hot take you heard? Find it all in the full archive on SoundCloud.com by searching Mike Seibert Radio. You guys were on the TV at Christmas time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I so so with that yeah. she as soon as King Five came in yeah. with their uh, with their camera uh-huh. and uh, the producer came in she's like okay I want to interview you and uh, and talk I want to I want to shoot some stuff around the yeah. store I want to I want to talk to you about stuff and she goes wait you want me to be on the camera <laughs> and she just did one of these like it was like a cartoon <laughs> she did the backup and she just like nope and she walked away and she goes he'll do it oh that's <laughs> funny like, okay I guess I'll do the camera then <laughs> so full on Homer through the bush. And well, and I was trying to keep this from my day job. (laughs) 
Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> yes, we're still talking about you. Come back. Yeah. We were talking about the King Five interview, yeah. in which you 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 did the cartoon back away, Homer in the bushes. Oh, yeah. I totally pushed him in front of the camera. That's great. People came in wondering like, God. where's the guy with the beard in the face <laughs> and the hat? <laughs> He doesn't work here? <laughs> Only on weekends and some nights. <laughs> nights and weekends, man. Yeah. It's like, Homer, who is Homer? I am Guy Incognito. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and then, like, several of my coworkers had screen snapped that and then shot me text messages. Yeah. You were on the news. <laughs> so, I'm like, okay, cat's out of the bag. So, yeah, yeah my wife and I have a store. <laughs> come check it out. One has come in, and he, he's actually become quite a, a sourcing person, if yeah. you will. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, he, his, he's got his little going on, so uh-huh. it works out. Very cool. Yeah. So, so no uh, problems or uh, no. un- unanticipated friction well, with the day job. Well, or? because I don't, I, I, I keep them both separated. Yeah. I when I'm when I'm at day job, I do my day job. Yeah, I'm, I'm relentless at that. Mm-hmm. Boom, I'm locked in, headphones on, do my work. Gotcha. Uh, when I'm and I when time is up, I'm out. When I'm out, <laughs> I'm not there. Right. And uh, when I and you know, and I split my time between all the other things. So it's yeah. like run off. Uh, as we were talking earlier, I'm mm-hmm. like go run home, check on grandma, mm-hmm. do stuff with her. Usually, she makes me eat before I go do anything else. Nice. And then, you know, like make sure I, uh, she's got all our meds and stuff, and do all those things. You know, hang out with her and the dogs, and then yeah. come down to the stop. See if there's anything needs to be done here. Pick up any, hang out here while she runs stuff. Yeah, she needs. <laughs> that's awesome. It's it, it's good to have that that healthy balance and that and that compartmentalization. Not a lot of folks can do that, especially folks that are kind of like in the content creation space. Yeah, like like I I know my stuff gets really blurry sometimes, like uh-huh. in terms of like what I bring home uh-huh. and what I talk about and. Yeah, it yeah, just it gets real blurry sometimes. Oh, and, and and she's always you know she's always concerned because uh, like oh don't overextend yourself with yeah. this or that and you know like uh, w- with content creation and, mm-hmm. and everything and that's probably where we'll jump into next with yep. the writing and and stuff aspect because poker's in the fire on all the various yeah content yeah with the with the writing and uh, upcoming podcasts and other things like that that I'm right. working on so and. Uh, and st- as we were talking earlier, the streaming here from the store actually that that, that also here, but also yeah. with, with content and other stuff. So it all it it is it is a, a large beast. All, but mm-hmm. uh, you're always all those other things kind of. And it's like you got 24 hours in a day, and how do you what do you lose out on, and what do you, what do you, what do you get? by doing it. Yeah. So, so it's a it's a little juggling act. And thankfully I used to be a clown, so I know how to do the <laughs> juggling. So <laughs> Yeah, the uh the 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 question that's often in, in perspective of that is is the juice worth the squeeze? Uh-huh. You know, that kind of thing. Like in terms of like priorities yeah. and things like that. And that's uh, so yeah, with with that, let's uh let's uh, talk about your writing and let's right. talk about Junior Bridge sure. and then and then uh what's uh what's coming up at Comic Con. Now I um um I I think we've talked briefly at Jet City yeah. and I think you sent me a really cool voicemail to play on my podcast. It was just like, hey, this is Greg, you know, you know, Junior Braves, it's awesome. Alto Retro Emporium is awesome. And it was all awesome. But um but I haven't actually sat down with you to say Tell me about Journey Braves. Let's oh. let's talk about your stuff. All right. Let's. So uh, I can give you the I'll give you the elevator. Yeah, really give me quick. the elevator pitch, uh, and then then we'll uh, go from there. Goonies meets The Walking Dead. 
There you go. That's that's Perfect. the elevator pitch. Uh, uh, the 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 meat hooks. Uh, the the whole entire pot roast dinner is uh, a group of kids. They they're in a in a scout type organization mm-hmm. uh, that they're they're going to go out camping for a weekend and they're kind of uh, they're going to earn some badges and whatnot. And that group is the Junior Braves. And when they come back from their their weekend outing and learning mm-hmm. all these outdoor skills, they find out their town has been overrun by mutant zombie monsters. Gasp. And, oh, no! <laughs> right? And there's everything is just gone sideways yeah. in town. Adults have gone nuts or missing yeah. or they're just boned out and there's nobody around mm-hmm. and they can't find their folks. They don't, they, they, there's, there's no explanation as to what's going on. So they got to figure it out, find their parents. And, and fight off these zombie monsters, uh, but it all doesn't get resolved in, in the first book that we put out in 2015. Right. So, uh, and then book two came out last year, right? And, okay. Uh, and and then our so this is a book that I created with my friend Mike Tanner, who I mm-hmm. went to the Evergreen State College with, and uh, we set this all. It's set locally here in the okay. state of Washington, the Evergreen State. <laughs> Uh, we set it up in the uh, in the Roslyn area, so oh, very it's cool. it's a mixture of uh, uh, the town that the kids grow up in is is called uh, Roseland is Roslyn and Roland together. Okay, but it's got landmarks from Cleelum, mm-hmm. Roslyn, all slammed in. So you nice. could actually literally go up to that to any of those places and see the junior high. Uh-huh. You could see the streets of Roslyn, mm-hmm. and you can see some really cool places to camp out. Nice. So, well, see, I I love that because you know so many stories are set like in Seattle, mm-hmm. um, or or Vancouver masquerading as Seattle yeah, or yeah. something like that. So it it's it or you know that that other popular fiction that takes place in Forks, you know, oh, for, yeah. for example. But but it's cool to see uh, other places of Washington State explored because Washington State is pretty cool and it's more than just Seattle. It, so. It, it, it's so much more and and we try to get little snippets into yeah. each book before they get to Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> not, Fair enough. Not spoiling anything because this is the quintessential coming of age and the zombie apocalypse yeah. and trying to get to grandma's house as it is. Um, Love it. But... Uh, it's definitely one of those things where you get a group of kids or mm-hmm. all of uh, different backgrounds and try and they're not all friends when they get together mm-hmm. and definitely not all friends near the end either. You know, yeah. uh, they're all working through their own stuff and trying to figure things out. But uh, I love stories where kids are trying to be resilient in different things. Mike and I have this big love for the Goonies and the Monster yeah. Squad. Those are oh, like yeah. uh, two of our favorite movies growing up. Mm-hmm. Mine being the Goonies, his being the Monster Squad. And uh, we would have... Not endless debates, but definitely good conversations. This one was better and oh, was man. better, better actors and, and, and whatnot. Okay, uh, we've both gotten to hang out with and meet our our favorite actors from those movies. Uh huh. And gosh darn it, they're both really cool people. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, it's one of those things where we're uh, we've been very fortunate since since making this movie mm-hmm. and uh, um, the. Uh, I would say like one of those things where it's like if you told twelve year old us's 
um, yeah. that this was going to happen, or even college us's when we were hanging out, talking yeah, about yeah. wrestling, reading comic books, and playing with GI Joes in the dorm rooms. Yeah, that we were going to write comic books in the future. Mm-hmm. Well, that was that would be, and then we'd meet this cool guy named Zach Laner who was going to draw this cool thing for yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, we would be like, who's this guy? We'd never heard of him. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and, and, and to have him come along for this journey was, is awesome too, because he's brought so much to the story that we would never have thought of doing because mm-hmm. he, like, we saw it as a black and white book and he, like, let's throw some color tones on it yeah. and brought some life to it. And that, in that respect, uh, showed us some ways to tell different parts of the story that we thought mm-hmm. were very straightforward and mm-hmm. he's made it uh, a little more realistic for him to draw but also paced out and spaced out in a way that makes it more we all love rl stein so yeah, he sure, put sure. a lot of this kind of like tempo to it right mm. that, that you get in an rl stein book right so you're reading a goosebumps book and it's got this yeah, this heartbeat it, it, in it yeah it's quick and it moves mm-hmm. and with the art style that he did he yeah. he did that in each one of these books and it keeps building up yeah so as we go into book three you're gonna see that and as mike and i are writing on book four very cool so. well um a couple questions i want to yeah. ask from that is like well um how how does a book like this come together like what because <laughs> I, I mean everything's got an origin oh. story and with with all these all these colliding forces it sounds like there's a cool story there okay so um i can give you i i, I can, <laughs> there there there's there's a few different things that come into play okay uh, so uh um let's see so uh mike and i um Mike and I have been friends, like I said, since college. Yeah. Uh, we've had a, a beyond 20 year friendship, uh, and uh, we've always been writing partners ever since we were in college and on scripts for, for various projects and other mm-hmm. things like that for a competition, uh, trying to get into. Oh, okay. uh, so we're always, always grinding on that for, for the last, like, for, for like 10 years up until we got this thing moving for Junior Braves. Uh, and Junior Braves came about because I had. Injured myself while I was a professional clown. I was laid up, and I, when you're laid up, mm-hmm. and the, you just can't go do anything when your back is messed up. Yeah. You, you've smashed your SI joint, your L1 through L5 is shot. Ooh. You just can't get out of bed and go hang out oh with my people. Gosh. You're just sitting there texting. Okay. And, yeah. And when you're bored out of your gourd at, like, you know, I don't know, some ungodly hour, yeah. you're texting one of your best friends because that's all you got to do because <laughs> everyone else is asleep and you know he's probably going to respond. Yeah. So uh, I text him some some crazy uh, some crazy text message uh, about Scouts in the Apocalypse. And, yeah. Uh, this is all, and again, this is like, I want to say like 2000, so put the timestamp on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, if people people following along with the game here can do the math, and uh, you can go take a look at where all the trademarks come into place mm-hmm. as, as <laughs> to two, as, as to all the different all the different properties out there that are also very yeah 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 <laughs> and see who was there first oh. ding 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 no. I see where we're going <laughs> um, but uh, it just takes a lot longer to make comic book yeah <laughs> yeah definitely um, but uh, so so Mike and I are sitting there we're we're texting back and forth and he's asking me a ton of questions and I'm just like going along with it cool I'm just laying here in bed I'm texting all texting them and I'm like I'm surprised he's up this late at night little did i know he's in a car heading off to to vegas mm-hmm. uh for roller derby for derby or roller con for he's a he's a roller derby ref at the time oh, so okay I, I was a professional clown he was a roller derby ref oh my gosh uh and uh he was heading off uh to to roller con and the guy he was riding with was like 
tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah, tell me more. Yeah. So, so he's getting this story through this text message that I'm sending him, and we're just telling. And so I'm telling him this, and he's filling in all the blanks because we speak the same kind of like writers. Yeah, yeah, the shorthand. Yeah, because we've been we've been writing together, you know. So he's he's filling them in, and by the time like everything's said and done, this guy's like, "That's really cool. I like that idea. Um, you should write that up as a pitch." And he's like, "Pitch it to me. He's going to pitch it to me." And he's like, "Who are you?" <laughs> been sharing a car ride with this guy for three hours right. and he's like who are you <laughs> and he's like um my name's charlie chu and i'm gonna be an editor at oni press <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> and i want to take this to oni press and, yeah. and pitch it as a book <laughs> uh funny side note is that, that is he was leaving uh major studio mm-hmm. and going to work in comics we had been oh. working not for, but been pitching scripts to major studio. Right. Not naming stuff. Sure. And he'd probably read stuff. And he was familiar in that sense of like, not, not with us per se, but oh, okay. like, he was like, Oh, Hey, the process, know, the process of everything. So he's like, okay, you got, and, and knowing that, that he, that Mike and I had a, one, a good, a good background and working relationship. And two, that, that we'd been working this industry for a while. Yeah. Cause we'd gotten to a point where we had, we'd done slam dance a uh, number of times mm-hmm. and uh, we'd gotten in as a semifinalist and as finalist uh, in their competition. So we were like fourth place. That's, <laughs> that's, that's really awesome, but not also awesome. I mean, gotcha. but but we had been we'd been talked to by a lot of various producers and directors mm-hmm. at this one party, and it was great because we're like, oh sweet, it's finally our time. And that was also the same year as the big writer strike, uh, oh, 2000, 2005, 2006. Yeah, yeah. So um, they were like, or no, it was like 2000, yeah, two thousand five, and they're like. Hey, the projects that you were working that you're that you were pitching we're we're, we're not interested. Yeah. So we're kind of it was like going to a party mm-hmm. and the lights going on and off and <laughs> telling you to get out. Wrap it up. So we're like, okay, what are we gonna do now? And so we both kind of did our thing, and that's when we we're just like, yeah. I was like, well, I'm gonna do my clowning thing. He's gonna do his refing thing. And mm-hmm. We're just mm-hmm. not gonna whatever. And, you know, the, as all of a sudden, you know, you 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 close those doors and another door opens. Right? Or a window <laughs> opens and yeah. you fly out of it, and right? all of a sudden you're making a comic book. And we had no, we went, we had gone to school to write screenplays and scripts for right. TV and film, not comic books. Uh-huh. So when it came to writing panels and stuff like that, we had read a lot of comics as kids because we love comic books. But when it came to writing them, mm-hmm. it was not in our general wheelhouse yeah so i'm reading everything that had like a how to like all the scott mcleod books and like uh sure like anything that like uh any any author had written that had like uh um any of their compendiums or any of like their their uh books that had something in the back that that showed their process so I was reading through all these Greg Rucka books and reading like all the mm-hmm. Queen of Countries and everything yeah. and all the whiteouts because he's got all this, all his process all in the back. All that stuff in there. There's so much process in those so books. So I feel like he taught me how to write comic books. Yeah. <laughs> I, so. I've heard that refrain a lot. Like a lot of folks have learned to uh, write comics by just following like Rucka, Ed Brubaker, yeah. Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah. You know, just there's, there's, and, and they're so forthcoming with their process yes it's very it's very interesting and 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 honestly yes like so and it's it's such a weird thing to to be able to go back and like look at those books that uh mm-hmm. and and see all those the, the how those processes are laid out and mm-hmm. go okay cool this is like the genesis of this or even like you know like uh we were writing for junior braves some really big actions is that we couldn't really wrap our minds around how to write it out yeah uh and uh, Charlie was like, hey, you know, Jeff Parker did this. Um, it's all about 
going spelunking and going mm-hmm. through this cave, just read how the panels, just read his panels, look through his mm-hmm. panels and stuff like that. And him and Lieber had done this book, and I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. And I walked up to him at a convention, and I was like, thank you, you taught me how to make this happen. He's yeah. like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and he's and he's been, like, just super, like, that's a, that's a dude, like, I... I've gone to San Francisco with him to go do uh, ALA and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And got Steve, you mean? Uh, no, no. Uh, um, Jeff Parker. Oh, Jeff Parker. And, yeah, yeah. And just like, and and he's like, he's been super. Like, he told me like one time, like I was like, I get out there to comic books, talk to comic book stores. He's like, <laughs> okay. So I literally like went down and like I just photocopied a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Out of like the, the Jim Ray's book and I like tossed it out almost a couple years ago. Oh my gosh. Like, I felt like such a weirdo, but like you know what? People actually carried the book later. So, yeah. I mean, it's just about and and like Jeff said, it's like say yeah. hi. Hi, my name is Greg. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. Would you like to carry my comic book? Right. <laughs> right. So and you know that's just one of those things that I. I don't know. I wouldn't have, I, I wasn't, I don't think I was, I would have done, I wouldn't have done that without having somebody that I've seen in the industry be mm-hmm. successful, do it, and, you know, and tell me to do it. And then, like, later that same year, go and do, like, a big library show and hang out and eat, yeah. eat breed over. <laughs> and just, like, yeah, check in with me and, yeah. you know, and tell me I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and I would imagine that it would be, um, kind of a weird, surreal experience having some of these luminaries. It, I don't, I'm still not there because right. I, I walk up to people and like, I can't get the words to come yeah, out of my mouth, yeah. right? And I'm like, ah, hello. <laughs> and I feel like I, I don't, I f- honestly, I don't think I'll ever be that way. I'm like, I probably come across like a pretty like, hey, energetic yeah. person. But a lot of that is like me acting 90% of the time. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, and, and we all have kind of like that, that uh, extra volume level, you know, it's yeah. like when, when I was, uh, you know, kind of you know, learning about radio and broadcasting mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's like, no, it's like, be you just cranked up. Yeah. You know, it's like you just you just take the, the volume knob. Oh, this one goes to 11. Mm-hmm. And and that's just kind of how yeah. how uh, how you present. But yeah, right. it's it's yeah, it, it is. It is just so interesting, though, that that perspective of just like it's I mean, it's hard to put yourself out there. Well, they tell you that like in radio and they tell mm-hmm. you that in clown school, like be yeah. be the you that like be the goofy one that yeah, all yeah. of your all of your family knows you as and just be like the the biggest level of that that you because like everyone will just think you're acting but everyone else, but your family will know that's really you right. so like my clown persona is just me like out there <laughs> balls to the wall yeah yeah like, just just doing my thing <laughs> and my parents are like oh yeah that's you at like 12 like, <laughs> that's cool that around the cape on your neck <laughs> so um, so let's uh, so let's start talking about what you've got coming up at yeah. Emerald City Comic Con uh, coming up in uh, in just a couple weeks. It is coming fast, I know. man. I, it's it's that's coming up, and then like right before that, I'm I'm heading out next week to go to C2E2. So I'll be like, oh go my to gosh, C2E2, wow. and then like do that whirlwind experience, and then come right back. And then go to C2E2. So, uh, yeah. and that one will be like hang out with Zach and, and talk about Junior Rays there and then come back here. And then it's hang out with Mike. Mm-hmm. And Mike and I will be doing panels, uh, Grand Geek Gathering out of Los Angeles and mm-hmm. uh, doing a Burn After Pitching podcast. Um, um, uh, some other things with Oni Press, sure. probably at, uh, at their booth, mm-hmm. as well as if they have any children's panels. So follow along, yeah, in the in <laughs> in the schedule there, people, because we might just pop up uh, somewhere on there. 
um, as they always like throw us in for things. Like yeah, because I mean, you know, we were talking a little bit off mic before, where you know, kind of things are kind of in flux. So it's like yep. you really got like if you've got a favorite creator that's doing a thing at Comic Con, the yeah. best way I would say. Um, outside of like the, the the outlets for the convention is follow your favorite creators. Yeah, yeah. You know, and toss them those likes anyway because you probably should be. But exactly, you know, because yeah, it's like I I'm sure as soon as you know like where exactly you're gonna be mm-hmm. at, you're gonna push that out to your socials. Yeah, follow them and share what they're doing, like what they're doing. I mean, even if you if if, if you can't if you can't go and buy whatever it is that they're selling at their tables and stuff like that or whatever they got coming out mm-hmm. just you know i mean just share their stuff for them because that means so much more to us than anything else i mean yeah and and i can tell that tell that to you as somebody who's got a book like honestly like mm-hmm. i got a book from a publisher and that is like literally i'm gonna say 90 percent self-hustle yeah uh, getting it out there and making sure that the people that that uh read it and like it are are pushing it out there because publisher is gonna get it out there uh on their by their means but it's 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 what they you know they they can only do so much mm-hmm. their bandwidth is is split between all their different properties yeah. so we have to our team yeah. has to get out there and do it uh all all ourselves right mm-hmm. and my wife has been instrumental in getting like if you see our hats our yeah. shirts our stickers uh water bottles and all that stuff that's mm-hmm. all her that's all her brand merchandising oh, okay. creating all that content all those things like mm-hmm. that and and making that so that we have it on our tables, banners, all that other stuff. That's not that's not. I I, I wish only press. I, I like I, I'm sure publishers out there yeah. that if they can, they would stuff like that. They just they can't necessarily always do that because it's just not something that uh, fits within everyone's budgetary yeah. uh, things for the year. You know, there's a lot of different things to do. Uh, but for us out there doing it, we have to do that. Um, the other thing too is anybody that's out there kickstarting something like that. Uh, any projects that they're out there kickstarting, when they're doing that, they're relying on their their fan base yeah. or the, the fan base that they're trying to build to mm-hmm. be able to help them get the word out. And if they if somebody can't support them monetarily, just being able to spread the word. Yeah, uh, I've run a couple of different kickstarters mm-hmm. uh, with different projects that I've worked on in the past, and one that's coming up with some people. I'll be at Emerald City this week, or <laughs> it <laughs> feels month. like this it week. It feels like this week, <laughs> building up. But at the end of the month, uh, uh, be working uh, with uh, uh, Travis Webb and uh, Brett Welly. Well, Deli, I always, we always Travis and I we've known Brett for forever, and we're always bad with his name. And I always ask Brett, "How do you say your name?" And he's like, just laughs at me because like I've known him for a while. Yeah, and it's one of those things. But uh, so it's a uh, it's another thing where we're we're hot on the trail for the Kickstarter for that, and yeah. we're we're gonna be at Emerald City, uh, boosting that, getting the signal out, and mm-hmm. you know passing out information. The Kickstarter is a book called Starlight, okay. and it is imagine childhood superheroes okay. who have grown up working with superheroes and being in the spotlight mm-hmm. have got to their their preteen age and lost their powers and then have gone into hiding because they no longer have their powers and they mm-hmm. don't want to be you know uh be sought out by by villains and other stuff like that oh sure sure so they're, yeah they're brought up in the the normal world okay and uh now they're growing up as teens uh living here again in the pacific northwest because mm-hmm. we love the northwest yes uh so they're living it's here in the pacific space. yeah it's great space uh <laughs> in a totally different area outside of seattle uh-huh. uh, and again <laughs> and um they're uh they're 
living as uh, the best lives that they can, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a brother and sister, and okay. uh, the, the brother he uh, he's he's got this uh, he's got we'll say he's he's that Captain America kind of esque growing up in that you know like yeah. I, you know how Chris Evans in real life is just going out and doing all the best things. Yeah, he's like okay, well I'm gonna do all the best things in life and. His sister is kind of going off the rails a bit. Oh, in the other direction because okay. you know when you when you had everything as a child and all mm-hmm. all the excitement and everything like that. Yeah, where do yeah. you find it? Right. So, uh, but that's not the story because transdimensional space alien wizards have uh-huh. sent space cat pirates to okay. kidnap them to steal their powers <laughs> oh that they gosh. no longer have, and that's where the fun begins. And, and hilarity ensues. That sounds yeah. awesome. So that um, sounds really cool. So it's a it's a seven issue series, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to tackle all those all those different themes that are in there with uh, you know finding yourself and figuring out how to harness that superpower within you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's. To That's fight off moment. space cat wizards, or space cat wizards, space, <laughs> pirates, space, space wizards and, and pirate cats. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I love it. That's uh, um, so when um, uh, when's the Kickstarter dropping? Because you mentioned you were we, going to start hustling for it. During... We're going to start hustling for it at Emerald City. Uh-huh. Uh, we had we had some grand plans of uh, dropping it. Uh, sooner than later but there's some things that we need to work out yeah Uh, yeah. brett's still finishing up the art we want to really make sure the art is knocked out and complete so that as soon as the kickstarter backs we can get those books out to people nice Uh, we want to make sure that we're not holding you up from getting the Mm -hmm. thing that you want we want to make sure i've been on enough kickstarters to know uh that and and backed enough kickstarters to know Mm -hmm. uh if you look at my backstart my kickstarter backing profile you'll see i backed a lot of kickstarters and i've been on the 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 let down end of of waiting out the thing and i don't want to be i don't want i don't want people to be that um be that person with this book travis doesn't want that yeah and brett doesn't want that um brett's last kickstarter one fall was super successful and Mm -hmm. they got the book in and out people uh and that was it was one of those things that he really wants to be able to provide again Mm -hmm. so and if you've seen any of his art you'll know that it's worth waiting Uh, if you looked at the surrogates or any of the other things that he's worked on you're like oh yeah i can wait for that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and this book it's got a little bit of rave life to it some other things we're waiting for tracks from from edm producers and stuff like that to be put into this as backing uh, um uh uh, some of the different, uh, yeah. you know, things like that you rewards get, and, yeah, and for the rewards incentives. and stuff. So, so we've got some of those things and a couple uh, cool. surprise, surprise art pieces. Uh, nice. Coming up. Well, we'll uh, we'll definitely have to um, have you and maybe some of the other folks on uh, again in the future once yes. things kind of solidify. Yeah, yeah. Because I, uh, I I love supporting my friends and their projects and their Kickstarters and whatnot. So that's uh, that's really cool. And I think I think Kickstarter is such a cool platform because it's basically like it it's um, it's a way for creators to. Um, interact with their fans directly and it's like you like my stuff you can support me directly through this like let let's let's just cut out the whole middleman and let me get this book to you and and you build that community in the kickstarter and and you got people that are fans are sharing it they're enjoying it they're following along with the Mm -hmm. content that you're that you're you're building uh they're following along on all of your your stories that you're sharing as you're as you're going along the journey 
and uh, and it, it's just a good feeling, right? And I had uh, just last week we had a bunch of Girl Scouts back here in uh-huh. this room, in this very room here at the Retro Emporium. <laughs> right. I was helping them with their their comic book yeah. uh, badge. And we talked about Kickstarter, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know, when I was your age, Kickstarter wasn't a thing. Crowdsourcing wasn't right, a thing. Right. You live in a day and age where you could draw something on this on this piece of paper, yeah. you take a picture of it, put it up on social media, you are now technically published if you want to take a look at it that way. Yeah. And if enough people are interested in it, you could create a whole entire story around that thing, mm-hmm. and then you could have them, you could run a Kickstarter... And you don't have to go and get a publisher to publish it. You could go and have your friends and your family help you get a couple of books made. Yeah. You don't have to have a million books made. You don't have books made. You can make a hundred. You can yeah. make ten books. Right. You know? And and that's another thing, too, is we have a different uh, bunch of other print-on-demand resources out there that allow you to do that yeah. just at, like, you know, literally a dollar for a book, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's unheard of. Yeah, and, and again, it just it makes it so easy to get that immediate, almost on-demand connection. It's like, oh man, I'd really like to do this story, but I can't print you know a hundred copies mm-hmm. of it or something like that. It's you know it's it's cost prohibitive. I can't do it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like you were saying, you know, with with kind of the way print on demand is is different now, and even even. You don't even need print sometimes. You, you, you yeah, know? you do it just digitally. Well, that was one of the things. That, like That's... we're we're getting people to, uh, and and we're super grateful that we have other friends in the in the comic creating world that were generous enough to give us their digital books okay. to yeah. give out as rewards. So mm-hmm. we'll be announcing those things when we when we put this Kickstarter cool. out there because who wouldn't want to be able to get cool digital books? Yeah, and you're like, wait, free books, free digital books. I don't have to carry them around. Yeah. I can just throw them on my Kindle, throw them on my computer, on my iPad, on wherever, watch mm-hmm. it on my phone, look at it on my phone, read yeah, it on my yeah. Apple Watch, whatever. I mean, <laughs> that's a thing. That is crazy. That is, that's that's I've a seen thing. people do it on the train. It, it is an interesting space that we're in now, technologically. It blows my mind. People reading comic books on their telephone, on the, on their Dick Tracy watches. It's, it's just... It's nuts. I mean, it's. I mean, it's. Uh, um, I'm almost glad that Google Glass didn't take off because we'd have like these like Borg people like with the, with their eyepieces. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh man, it's over nine thousand. Yeah. <laughs> oh <Jeez>. my gosh. <laughs> um, so, but I I want to ask you though yeah. is uh, what um what age group. Are um, are you kind of shooting for? Okay, so with uh, so backing it up, Junior Braves. That is that yeah. is my kids' book. Okay, and that is my my all ages family friendly, if you will. Perfect. That is your middle reader and up. Okay, for everyone book. This book, Starlight. Yeah, this is more adult content. If oh, you will. okay. So See, there's there's. Well, I want to ask. This is this is your this is gonna have some uh, some uh, colorful metaphors. Well. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we're going to be dealing with a uh, child star gone awry kind oh, of situation, sure. if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you if it ripped from the tabloids, I mean, gotcha. in that sense, you know, you got a uh, child child stars generally run amok mm-hmm. in different different circles. This is focusing in a in a rave centric world where uh, there's a lot of different things out there. Yeah, and uh, and she's trying to find 
that feeling and, God, and yeah. drugs do definitely play a sure. role and so and we're not saying that they're and it's not a good thing or it's not a bad thing it's right. just this is what she's doing mm-hmm. and her and her brothers struggle through this mm-hmm. uh, and trying to figure out the right path yeah you know it sounds very comp- you know we've all had you know there's this close relationships mm-hmm. so that that sounds like a kind of tap into that oh. sounds very very cool yeah it's it's it, and it's interesting too it's like one of those things where i was really i'm gonna say i was really fortunate it was a project that uh brett and travis had started started creating mm-hmm. uh together and it got to a point where um and the irony is travis for a majority of his writing career has been a ghostwriter uh, and i get a phone call travis is like can you meet me mm-hmm. at the coffee shop downtown seattle i get off work at this time i need the script uh, i need you to look over what i've done and i might need to kind of help yeah, kinda like yeah push things in the right direction i'm like that's not what i that's the, <laughs> what do you what do you want what, what? yeah so okay. i don't know what well, that is <laughs> well because like it, it was just kind of like okay sure so it mm-hmm. was i was like the ghostwriter is calling me to you want me to? And he's no. I want you to partner with me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, okay. I see. So I was like, you don't want me to ghostwrite you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so no. it's like, yeah, it's like who ghostwrites the ghostwriter? No. That, no, that it wasn't. That. <laughs> At first, I thought that was the phone call, and I was like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> but uh, when I started reading it, I actually, I, yeah. I, I looked at him and I started crying because mm-hmm. like there was like a a hard moment in there where I was just like, yeah, holy crap, I connect to this and. If any, and the other part about um, Travis and I have known each other for a lot longer than I think I really like. Travis and I have been hanging out for a while, sure. but Travis and I have known each other, run in the same circles for shoot, uh, almost somewhere in the like the last fifteen years. So mm-hmm. and 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 it's interesting because like um, just in uh, in his background as a promoter and other stuff like that. So he's got a lot of background in um, club stuff and other things. Okay, like that. so um, so he's. Got so, connection to that so, scene. So the three mm-hmm. of us have like a mm-hmm. uh, a good connection into like. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like some guy that writes kids books writing this rave book. Okay. Uh, I used to DJ. Travis was a club promoter. Mm-hmm. Brett loves this stuff. Oh, where okay. so we have a big connection in all these things. Yeah. And yeah. you know like so I've gotten different things together. Uh, when I say DJ, mm-hmm. I did a lot of stuff DJ and CD. So I know the vinyl. <laughs> Although I hung out with a lot of vinyl heads, I sure. know. I had to clarify because she'll she'll get on me if she oh, hears okay, this. Oh, okay, gotcha. I'm putting it out there. So, so, so not quite the the Ricky Ricky D. But I carried a lot it's of that in. Like I, a, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I Every, I'm obnoxious with regards potatoes, to a, potatoes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, and and I come at it from like a different side of it, you know, because like you know, being in radio yeah, and yeah. being part of that community. Yeah, yeah. So when like somebody says Happy DJ Day uh-huh. and like somebody's talking about like yeah. spinning records, I'm like, hey. Hey, hey, how about how about your uh, traffic and weather every ten minutes on the fours, man? There you that's, go. That's yeah. DJing too. Come on, that's man. Right. That's right. <laughs> like, I think this is for radio people. No, I think it's for the Ricky Ricky people. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're all we all we all make the we all make the sounds. That's what it is. All the sounds all go together right. and they go into the ear holes. And <laughs> you experience it one way or another, and how you go on that journey, man, is how you go on it. And what you get out of that journey is what you get out of it. And if you don't get anything out of the journey, then you need to rewind it and go back on the journey, man. 
Because, I mean, everybody loves Journey because Journey is the barbecue of music. Because we can all agree that if you throw on a good Journey album, we can all jam and rock out. Unless you really, 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 really like Queen. And that is also pretty awesome, too. Wow. We, uh, you took me there. I we, did. We traveled. We transcended at that moment. I'm just like, I'm just going to sit back and see how this plays out. So Starlight uh, <laughs> was conceived at Burning Man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I wasn't there for the conception of it. Right. <laughs> I tell you what, Greg, this has been an absolute blast. And we could uh, we could chat for yeah. many, many more hours. But I'm sure you've got a store that needs to get closed up at some point. Oh my lord, it is closed. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we had the we had the doors closed yeah, yeah. on us at some point. So <laughs> no mail today. Nobody likes you. Let's show Mike some love. Right into the mailbag at mikecyberradio at gmail.com. And of course, the spelling on that is S E I B E R T. You've got mail. Everybody loves you. Um, but as a, as we get closer to uh, closing out, I um, I have the uh, requisite uh, job interview questions okay. that that I ask uh, um, all of my guests. Yes. It's like it, it, you know I've been asking these same questions for a number of years now, uh-huh. and it, it I saw a pattern where they're just like these are just job interview questions. So I thought, like, oh, well, I guess. Um, but basically, what what I want to talk about is like what what your challenges have been, mm-hmm. how you've overcome them okay what um what your long-term goal or aspiration or aka what's the dream Uh and then finally um advice you would have for um aspiring creators okay so we'll go all the way back to the beginning and let's let's talk about the challenges what what's uh what's the biggest challenge that uh um that you've run into in the in the creative space that you find yourself in i would say uh the the biggest challenge is is fear um and i think that most creators and creative people either fear or hate of the work that you make so is that like you either and i think the two the two go together pretty good because you either fear you, you fear putting it out there because you don't mm-hmm. want people to judge it and yeah. then you make the thing and you're like oh god I hate this so much and everyone's going to hate it and I, yeah. I don't want to put it out there because everyone's going to hate it because you're afraid of that mm-hmm. and you self judge yourself and you self critique yourself yeah. and, you, and you cut yourself down and it's so easy to like I'm just going to lock this thing up and throw it away I've, I've gotten so many things that I've written and so many ideas that I put into my phone or mm-hmm. written in notebooks or recorded myself uh, on my long drives from here to Portland when Anne was looking in Portland and I was living in Seattle um, and I would just record myself and ideas and stuff like that and then you know just like coming up with different stories and stuff that I've never gone that one step further on yeah and you know so it's like because I'm afraid that somebody's yeah or and and that's that's that is the stupidest thing ever because you know what you gotta think about it this way Mm. are you doing it for the person that that's going to tell you it's dumb or are you doing it because you want to get the story out right or are you doing it because you want that there's somebody else out there that needs to hear that story right because mm-hmm. i guarantee you whoever there's somebody out there for every story 
it might not be the person that told you it's dumb, but it's the person that's out there that's not going to tell you that they like it because, well, gosh darn it, they're afraid too, and they're afraid to come up and tell you that it's a really cool story, or they're afraid that, that like, all of a sudden, just like I do when I'm at any comic show, mm-hmm. I turn into that 12-year-old kid that doesn't is afraid to go up and talk to the person, and, you know, I... I, I can't go and talk to the awesome creator that I yeah. have no problem following on Instagram, yeah, social media, yeah. whatever, or, or Twitter at Instagram. Yeah, I follow <laughs> all the all the people on the Instagrams because I love to see their pictures of their food. I, I love to follow them on the Twitters to follow and see what they're yeah. writing about. But and at the same point, it's like, yeah. but I am so, so afraid to go up and, and meet them yeah. in, in, in the physical or intimidated. Yeah, or, intimidation for yeah. sure. You know, and it's like, oh man, I'm afraid they're they're just gonna tell me to, you know, that they're busy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice meeting I'm you. Mildly inconvenienced. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I'm no, also I, I, socially I awkward. So, yeah. <laughs> highly socially awkward. It's it's a hard balance at times yeah. for sure. So so how how have you overcome some of that? How how, how do you, how do you work around it? Um, well, there's this button in in everybody's brain that yeah. tells them not to do certain things, <laughs> and I think also at some point in my life I've disabled that button. Ah. Not to say that I've 100% disabled it, but mm-hmm. I I have gone out and um, gotten people's email addresses that I probably shouldn't have mm-hmm. and sent them copies of Junior Braves at some weird hour and said, I think you're really going to like my book, and then all of a sudden I've got a meeting oh, with wow, somebody yeah. to tell me that like Fremoni saying, Oh hey, I don't know who you, how you did this, but you managed to talk to the right person. Where now can go sign a book at this cool bookstore that, you know, yeah wouldn't have normally carried your book right off the bat. <laughs> Because it takes a while to get into certain bookstores. Yeah, and and I think it's because like there's that button that doesn't work in my head. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the why not button. That, that, yeah, that kind of thing. And and I think like that's the other thing too is like there's, I and that's that's the thing that like I when I reached out and like talked to certain other creators and stuff like that and try to try to work with them on projects. I'm like, oh hey we should work on this thing together. And they're yeah. like, okay, sure. And I'm like, well, but you said yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and it's just kind of one of those things or, or, Hey, you want to go get something to eat and, you know, talk about this yeah. or whatever. And, you know, I'm, I'm just continually pitching ideas to, to some editor at some place. And it's just one of those magic moments where it's like, okay, cool. We're, we're working on this new thing now. How does that happen? <laughs> So it's just like just sometimes just packing that fear away and moving forward. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Um, so uh, so all that being said, yeah. what's the dream? What's the dream? Um, you know, uh, I it's it's weird. I had a thing pop up in my Facebook feed yeah. today that was like, oh hey, you know, um, four years ago I was I I was getting ready to go to Emerald City and yeah. I was I was asked to go and speak at a at a um, uh, at a uh, career day, and I was like, "That's just so surreal." And then uh, it just continued to get more surreal. Yeah. So in that sense, because I was, in all honesty, like I think I, I, I feel like I'm living the dream yeah. in a weird way because here I was the kid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Back it up, weepy moment probably. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super awkward socially in, in some situations. Although I, sometimes I come off like totally normal. Um, and sometimes I come off super awkward, but I'm also, I'm dyslexic. I have other 
stuff going on. So when I was in school, I was not like the kid that was going to graduate. I was yeah. not the kid that was going to do well in school. I was definitely not doing well in school. Um, I was, I was, I had no expectations put on me yeah. uh, for a lot of things. And to be the guy that's like invited to a to a junior high or a high school to go and talk about how to you know how to do this thing yeah. and it's like what that's weird or to to have a, a troop of scouts come in and you know like and, and work with the girl scouts on you know working through their futures and stuff like that that's like awesome creating this book with my best friends mm-hmm. you know best friends in junior braves or other set of other set of best friends who i who i've made you know mm-hmm. in life that's like that's awesome too it's like yeah. okay I'm, I'm able to do those things or make this awesome story with my wife. It's like, yeah, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. So what is this life? Is this? Yeah, and then and then all the other creative content projects or yeah. other projects that I'm like, I'm I'm lucky enough to be able to work with my friends on those other things. Like, you know, we we've we've joked about producer Nick. You know, and yeah. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> this guy, he he and I have been been working on stuff um, in the background, and like we're we're gonna start working on our on on. Own podcast. I love it. I, and, I can't know, wait. <laughs> you know, talking about stuff going around on the periphery of Seattle, yeah. and it's something we've been talking about for a while. And he's mm-hmm. been, you know, he's been building up the um, uh, the following on the social media and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and like you know the supplies and everything else. And like we've we've been going out and doing things and, and building up to do this. And we're like, this is the year we're doing it. We're just doing it. We can't just think about it, and we just have to do it. And yeah, it's just one of those things, you know. And it's like I'm just lucky enough to have people like that in my life that are like just do let's do the thing let's yeah. do this thing that that's just shia labuffing in the, the yeah. it's like make your dream come true exactly do it well and 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 like i mean he's been there like for the last several years with me doing yeah. like like i mean like i said we're just continually running around the same pattern and yeah, we're just yeah. continually moving around <laughs> and he's like he's always there just do the thing yeah He's a cool dude, and yeah. he, he is like he is like everybody's best cheerleader. Also, oh, it's just like go do the thing. Well, like, it's like oh, I'll, I'll go do that thing. We're, before we'd even open up the store, all of a sudden, like we have paper up on the windows, yeah. and uh, we hear this on the on the on the thing. I'm like, open up the door, and it's like Nick, and he's like, you guys need a hand? Like, wow! What? And he's here to help, just like you yeah. know, help us put the store together. <laughs> wow! I was just driving through, figured I'd you know bring some tools over. <laughs> Just you know, I don't know what planet he comes I, from. I don't know either. It's just, I mean, just like good dude doesn't even begin to describe. It doesn't. That's the cool dude. Yeah, He's a cool cat. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I would say you, your other. I I remembered your other question, yeah. and your other question was like, uh, like advice or whatever. Advice, yeah. Um, what you know, for uh, folks that are you know aspiring creators or existing creators. So, um. My my biggest thing is you're like I was saying like you're you're gonna be afraid of this and yeah you, I'm afraid my biggest my biggest problem is being afraid of stuff and then sure. also my one of my biggest like other strengths is like <laughs> I have that button that you know I turned off in my head <laughs> but the other thing is like you know failing we're all gonna, yeah. you're all gonna fail at whatever you do uh, it's how you take that failure right so like. Honestly, like my whole life has been nothing but those things building up to all these things. Like, yeah. honestly, like when we first started the store, I didn't think it was going to be this easy. I didn't think that like, I'm not going to say like writing the book and making the creation. The book process took forever. Yeah. Like all these projects took forever to get to where we are now. They haven't been easy, but 
with each one of those failures of like missed dates or other things, it's like, yeah. okay, this gave me an idea how not to make that happen in the future. Or, okay, cool, yeah, we were all done with the book for Junior Braves, and then all of a sudden, blindside, we missed the cycle, and now Zach is now coloring this book, but it looks really great, and now we're like two years behind. But we got a really cool book, yeah. and we, we knew what we need to do for the next one, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. moving forward. So it gave me a uh, managed expectation, right? But I knew from the failure, like the the idea of winning, <laughs> like this is what it's gonna be. I'm gonna make yes. this. Well, like honestly, like oh yeah, we're gonna make this book and it's gonna be awesome and we're gonna make all this money and I'm gonna like have mailbox money coming in and and then we're gonna have a TV show and all this great stuff. Yeah. And then you know like and and in all honesty, it's like really cool to see like uh, my friend Max. Like if you if if anybody's out there has kids and their kids have read like Last Kids on Earth. Like mm-hmm. my buddy Max on the East Coast, he's written this amazing book. It's yeah. gonna be a Netflix show. There's toys and stuff like that. Dude is a cool guy. That's so cool. He he's he's just a cool guy. Um, I'm lucky enough to be friends with a cool dude like that. And like I'm watching his success, and I'm saying I'm not I'm not sitting back here going like like why isn't it me? I'm sitting back here I going, am. okay, how how are we going to move with that? You know, because oh, yeah, it's all it's all in stream, right? So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so how how has he done these things, and then how are we moving with that too? Because like we might have missed the steps somewhere, mm-hmm. so how do we pick up that step? Sure, right. Yeah, so yeah. how we how are we gonna how are we gonna find that 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 up fail? <laughs> fail <laughs> I like that. Higher. I like that. <laughs> so you know, failing forward, failing upwards, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, you know. Yeah. So. And it's one of those things. It's like uh, I'm watching all my friends do these other things, and it's yeah. like, okay, cool. How can I? How can I just like level up onto their yeah, with them? and and learn those lessons also. Yeah, it's like, oh, what did they do, and how can I apply that to my thing? You know, yeah. it's like what what on these parallel paths is different. Is you different, know? and yeah. then and then also too, like you know, bike racers, right? Um, or anybody that's, you know, raced on a bike or something like yeah. that, they, you know, about drafting. Right. So right. I'm let, I'm let Max run out there and he's, and he's gonna, he's gonna cut the path for us. Yeah. And, he, and he's cutting that path, draft on him <laughs> and we're gonna draft on him. And then just when he hits that corner, we're gonna boom, right around him. <laughs> No, I'm just joking. That's an no. awesome analogy. No, we're gonna go the other direction. Right? And sure. It's gonna. We're going to politely go around and, on know. the right. Yeah, exactly. No, no, but I mean, like, we're 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 looking at like, okay, how does it all work out? Because it's, yeah. it, it's it's one of those things. There, the stream is big enough for everyone, and we're yeah. all we're all trying to get to this right. Yep. So yep, and we just need to figure out how we can how we can get through them together. Exactly, because friendship, as I'm, I've heard, is magic. It is. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it is the best. You are looking at those ponies out there. Maybe. <laughs> well, apparently, ponies are tangentially related to Transformers, so they they it's, are. It's, it's. I mean, they're like Hasbro Bros. Have so. you not seen the new ponies that do change mm-hmm. from pony to people and po- people to pony back again? So they do transform. Exactly. And that's weird. And those new Transformers that do transform. It's a car that turns into a pony, dude. (laughs) There it is. There it is. We've cracked the code. Well, Greg, this is, again, this has been a blast uh, getting to know you and be welcomed in Retro Emporium and talking about Nerd Party coming up on Saturday and Emerald City Comic Con coming up in a couple weeks. And apparently C2E2 in the middle what? of that. I know. Which, <laughs> Kabam! Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, convention season is here. It's here. Oh, man. So, um, so folks that have survived listening to 
all of this great information and content <laughs> and these uh, wonderfully touching stories if they reach the end of this and would like to find you on the internet and connect with you on the social medias now would be the time to get out your pen and paper or just look in the show notes um but uh but greg let uh let folks know all of the ways we can connect with you hold nothing back if there's anything you want to plug or promote now would be the time to do so all right you can find me at uh uh that amazing twit on twitter and on instagram gk wordsmith on uh, Twitter as well as on the TikToks because I make those fun videos. Uh, you oh, can also, right. yeah, right? You know, yeah. I, I like, I don't do the dancing. Right. I don't do that, but sometimes <laughs> you may you may see me do some goofball stuff or whatever, you know. <laughs> I, I like to put a cat on a Roomba and <laughs> usually it's a Garfield, not a real cat. My cat right. won't sit around for that long. Yeah. Um, but uh, you can also find me at, uh, let's see, uh, juniorbraves.com. That's the website for the book. Uh, and Starlight, uh, Starlight for the Kickstarter. Ah, uh, yeah. So gotcha. Starlight at Twitter and Starlight. Oh, so those social medias yep. are already up and running? They're already up and running. Oh, oh and cool. on Instagram. There it is. Boom, boom, Instagram. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> and, and honestly, like, I do a lot of meme stuff. Yeah. So it's a lot of, if you love dank memes, if you love the memes and you want to steal them for yourself and post them for your friends, just take them off yes. my feed and yeah. feed, feed, feed your friends like it's a... Five dollar foot long. Uh, can we do that anymore? Or is that or is that canceled? I don't. Know. I, I I don't even name. Um, it's just like a. They're five dollars. Oh yeah. Okay. So like Little Caesars pizza, because actually Little Caesars is good. Yes. We all. I mean, who doesn't like pizza? Yeah. And good and, pizza. Know, good, good people. Good. No pe- troubles involved. No troubles involved. They pay rents for people. <laughs> right. You know, good good wholesome stuff, and they always keep their prices low, low, low That's for true. everyone. So. <laughs> Um, in all honesty, uh, we like to, uh, you know, get that out. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, final thoughts. Oh yeah. You can find me on MySpace set. No, uh, no thanks for having me on. Thanks yeah. for coming to the shop and checking yeah. us out finally. Uh, we'd love to have you back for, for nerd party and then any of the, you know, follow-ups. I, you can cut this up into like seven podcasts. <laughs> Probably. Oh. Uh, it'll still be one though. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> um, and that will do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you'd like to listen to our past shows, subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcasts. Unless you're using Spotify, I'm not on there yet. Uh, like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. Special thanks to Dave Sanders for producing those crackle fest promos and extra special thanks to andrew and benny for lending their voice talents as well and don't forget crackle fest 10 friday march 10th at hard rock seattle during emerald city comic-con weekend for mike cybert radio my name is mike i'm greg and until next time make it <laughs> hi everybody i'm in that's amazing <laughs> alright I've just got to hit the stop button you've been listening to the Mike Seibert radio podcast follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram by searching at Mike Seibert radio email us at Mike Seibert radio at gmail.com the spelling on that of course is S-E-I-B-E-R-T call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out bydoormusic.com.
This has been a Mike Seibert Radio Production.